Um, yeah, give me some levels, baby. <laughs> How was that good? I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Palasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? Good. Good. We're so we skipped a week. We did. Still the holiday season, but we skipped a week. Yeah. Because we got busy. We did. It was a busy week. But you know what? We just got a whole lot less busy because Omicron. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing anything anymore because we can't have nice things. We can't have nice things because people won't get vaccinated or wear a mask or just like have some fucking common decency. So here we are. Here we are. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were supposed to go see the new Spider-Man movie tonight. We were. And we didn't. Because of the Omicron variant. Yeah. Um, And that's a bummer. It's a real bummer. I want to see it so bad. It's also just funny, you know, thinking about how many people are canceling plans and how many Broadway theaters are shutting down and all these things. And then how many fucking people. And I do not begrudge them this because... Like I'm not, get it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, this is not a judgment on anyone because everyone has a different risk matrix. Right. Um, you, for example, they might go see the matrix in the theater. <laughs> um, but how many people, you know, with things shutting down, then how many people went to see the Spider-Man movie this weekend? I know. It and just really crammed well. into crowded theaters and hooted and hollered when your several Spider-Mans showed up, I assume, I don't know. <laughs> But I'm assuming that's what happens because they're. We gotta stop talking about it. It's making me really sad. I'm sorry. We were supposed to be watching it right now. <laughs> right now, we should be like, oh my god, that was we should be, so good. We should be you watching guys. the post credit scene right yeah. now, where Spider-Man meets John Wick or whatever it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, I hate it. Um, great. Has no one seen Outbreak? It's literally forever and ever. Yeah, whenever before I'm, coronavirus, before that coronavirus. was like the metric. Yeah, when I whenever I was in a theater and someone coughed, I'd be like, <gasps> right. <laughs> but now doubly so. Now doubly so. Yeah. Um. So we're not seeing Spider Man. Anyway, Anything. we're here. We're recording. We're uh, bringing a podcast to you. It is December twenty third on the day this is released. Merry Christmas to all and happy holidays. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, and I hope that you're. Holiday plans aren't aren't ruined, and uh, ours are. <laughs> I mean, they're only half ruined. Ours are. Ours are. They're um, only half. We're gonna have a lovely Christmas day. Yeah, we, we are not gonna be able to see as much family as we would hope to see, but we will see them again. It's just we know, will see them again. That's we just, true. We just got that one kiddo that is not vaccinated. No. Um. So it's just too much of a risk. Uh, yeah. Wow. This have... is a real bummer episode so far. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just talking it out. Mm. It'd be weird to not talk about it. It's true. We're going to have a great Christmas. Yeah, we are. Um, anyway, let's talk about topics at the top. Topics at the top. What's the topic at the top, babe? Well, I was thinking about this. Yeah? I have a question for you. Do you? What is your favorite holiday or Christmas movie uh-huh. that has nothing to do with 
Christmas or the holidays. You know what I mean by I that? Do. Like a movie that you just associate with watching at Christmas time or yeah. feels like Christmas. Yeah. You know, yeah. Christmas. Christmas. Because um, I feel like that's a genre unto itself for yeah. for me anyway. Yeah. No, I have a couple of answers. I have, I'm going to say, I'm going to say there's two answers to this, but mm-hmm. one of them includes like three films. But my first one is, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Which technically has a Christmas scene in it. I believe we covered it Wait, last holiday season. We did, yeah. Um, but it's not, that's not a Christmas movie. It just no. has a Christmas scene in it. But that was definitely like the big release. We went with my family to go right. see it. Yeah. Right. So many of these are just movies that came out on Christmas. Right. And that's why so I you went and see, with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my second answer is um, the run of, I believe it was Dreamgirls 9 and Hairspray. Oh. Because all of a sudden movie musicals came back for a little glimmer of a, yeah. of a beautiful moment. And it was every year at Christmas they were released. And I believe the three of them were released around Christmas. Yeah. Definitely Dreamgirls and 9. Right. Hairspray, I, I think, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that thing of like like nine, we definitely saw in the theater being yeah. like, this is the big movie musical this year. Oh, it's going to be so great. And then I was like, what is this? It was not good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it, but I do remember that it was not good. I remember Fergie's in it. Fergie's in it? Yeah. Great. She has the, the big song, which is called Be Italian. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the only thing I remember about it. I literally can't find it on IMDb, so I'm actually Googling. when. <laughs> oh, I was wrong. Hairspray was a summer release. Take Hairspray off the list. Take it off, well, if you, it off it, the list. But if you associate it with, if it feels like Christmas to you, that's what it's all about. <laughs> it doesn't actually feel like Christmas to me. Okay. It was like, oh, it's one of the big musicals. That were, yeah, I was wrong. Anyway, guys, I was wrong. I'm not afraid to admit it. I was wrong. That's what sets us apart from like the Fox Newses of the world. True. Is we are not Fox News. It's Fox News on one side and DVD Deathmatch on the oh. other. <laughs> What's your uh Christmas associated film? Well, Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah. I think is a big one just That's because a big chunk of our lives was Right. Yeah. Um because they came out at Christmas time. I remember like the chatter during freshman year of film school mm-hmm. before we were going on break and people being like, this Lord of the Rings movie is going to be like insane and just, Epic. and then seeing it and being like, that was insane. Yeah. That was like fucking insane. Yeah. Um, and then the one that I always associate with Christmas for me is weirdly gone girl. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if it came out at Christmas, but I remember, um, it was when, you know, we get, uh, we used to anyway, I feel like it's on the way out now, but, uh, get screeners from mm-hmm. the union yeah. to watch, uh, like the big awards movies, which yeah. is always my favorite thing. Like I'm like, like what a dumb, lovely perk. Yeah. And so great. Well, like um, uh, picture it, people who enjoy films getting to watch films. Right. It's just like, like I like real, um, uh, you know. I don't know. It, it feels anyway, but I just fucking love that. And I remember really, really, really wanting to see Gone Girl. And I think 
if I remember correctly, it came out right when we had our first child. Yeah, and we weren't doing right, and anything. it's like, yeah, we're not getting out to see Gone Girl. Sorry. Um, and then it, the screener showed up like on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and it being this like weird, like oh, it's a Christmas, Christmas miracle. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That reminds me. Add into the woods to that. Into uh, the woods because that that definitely was one of the ones where I was like, oh, because you we, you you never know what what films you're gonna get, mm-hmm. so you just kind of wait and it's a fun a fun treat uh, for a few weeks and uh, it showed up and I was like, yes, I was so excited. Yeah, and well, this is such a like I don't know if people care about this or if this is just like privilege that people are like, yeah, this is an annoying thing to talk about because mm. I get annoyed when people talk about their screeners and like post them on social media and stuff. Okay, I'm like, shut the fuck, like you know. <laughs> but um, but it is interesting. Like I, but I do unabashedly like love it, and I think, yeah, you know what I mean. Like as a just as a like like, and I feel like gratitude for like a, just a dumb whatever. Yeah. Um and. But I do feel like it's on the way out because a because people like started complaining about like Amazon sending uh, these huge boxes of Mrs. Maisel screeners oh to everybody, my gosh. and they were like so wasteful, so wasteful these for enormous, something that was on that you could watch streaming. on Prime and you would get the discs or whatever. And it was like these in this, the amount of money spent by Amazon on these things was cr- and like. The amount of cardboard waste and all this stuff was insane, and people got fed up, and so they started complaining and being like, "Just send us links." And now they kind of do that, yeah. but it makes it so much easier for them to just like regulate the exact date that it, you can watch it, yeah. Which is always just whenever anyone else can watch it, right? Which is of like it doesn't matter. It's of course but fine, it's not the same. but you don't get the fun little like, "Ooh, I got to see," you know what I mean? Which is fun. Like I'm just t- this is all privilege complaining, like. I don't yeah. get my free movies anymore. Yeah. But it is such a funny thing where I'm like, this, and also it's, it was, this is very stupid. So tell me to shut up. But okay. I always thought it was cool to get a disc of a movie that only exists streaming. Yeah. Because like, that's, you know, Netflix doesn't care about physical media. Like right. none of these places do. Right. They don't care about their archives or anything like that. And if something goes wrong, that movie's going to disappear forever. Yeah. And like, I loved having a physical copy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's on the way out, I feel like now. We've yeah. only gotten it's almost Christmas. We've only gotten like two or three screeners. No. It feels like there's gotta be a better way to regulate that to just like you check a little box. Do you want all of it streaming or do you want discs? And then actually yeah. just release every like here's the app and here's where everyone puts all of their movies. Yeah. Because right now there's like different apps too. Right. Gimme those sweet, sweet discs, baby. Anyway, I really like feel self-conscious talking about this stuff because it is such a privileged thing to be. It is such a great thing to be in this union. Yeah. It's such a privileged, like dumb perk to, to get Mm -hmm. from being in the union. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it, you know, it's important to vote for awards. I mean, it's not important to vote for awards, but it's like, that's why you do it and stuff. Yeah. So I feel very self-conscious talking about it, but it is like, I think it's a bummer that they don't do that anymore. Yeah. As much. Yeah. Sorry. No, I think I I think you're okay. Like I think you recognize that it is a privileged thing, and you're allowed to like a thing. That's okay. I'm allowed to like a thing. You're allowed to like a thing oh, and thank be happy you. about it. Great. Awesome. Well, what did we do this week? Well, besides uh, ratchet up the old anxiety, we watched two movies. Wow, great! Yeah. I love that for us. Right. 
really helps me ratchet down the anxiety. Ratchet it down. It does, actually. You know what I mean? Honestly. No, I agree. I love to watch a movie. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Why I have a fucking podcast about it. God damn it. (laughs) This week we watched uh, Carol from 2015 and the extra special series finale of Extras from 2007. Now that's a TV episode. Yes, it is. But it's our we, first... we'll, we'll get into it when we discuss Extras. Okay, okay. But uh, I think it counts. I think it works and it counts for several reasons. Okay, great. But let's start with Carol. From let's t- start with Carol. Let's start with Carol. From 2015, directed by Todd Haynes. The IMDb summary is, an aspiring photographer develops an intimate relationship with an older woman in 1950s New York. Important yeah. to point out that the aspiring photographer is herself a woman. Yes. Said they don't say that in this summary. <laughs> Not that... That's true. You know. That's funny. Wow. Just an aspiring photographer an aspiring and an older woman. Wow. <laughs> okay. Like, it could be older woman, like, older than she is. Right. But it could just, you You also just say, oh, an older woman. Right. As a descriptor of the woman who's older. Right. Anyway. <laughs> Not your best IMDb summary. IMDb. <laughs> yeah. What the heck. Um. Yeah. So... My first note. Let's go. To kick it off is just the word harge in big <laughs> letters. Because I always. So, so this movie stars uh, Rooney Mara and right. Kate Blanchett and Sarah Paulson mm-hmm. and. Kyle Chandler? Kyle Chandler. I was like, Kyle something. And I think his name's Jake Lacey, the guy from White Lotus and Obvious Child. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's really Um, good. And the character that Kyle Chandler plays is named Harge, like H-A-R-G-E. And... And they say Harge so, so much. So many times, as if it's just a name that anyone it. has ever heard before. I love and it. It's incredible. We, when I wrote for The Onion, we had this YouTube show called Lake Dredge Appraisal uh-huh. that we wrote, which it was about, it was like a fake reality show about thing. It was like an Antiques Roadshow mm-hmm. parody, but it was just things dredged from a lake. Yeah, I remember. And one of the characters, <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and one of the characters was named Krantzed, because we it, it just always was one of the funniest things to have a character named Krantz. <laughs> and I don't think we ever, like, solidified whether it was a first or last name. <laughs> and every time I hear Harge, it reminds me of Krantzed. Yeah. Like, it's just like... Same vibe, same like, energy. Yes. That, like, the <laughs> math of that works as a man's name, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then they you, there is the reveal that it's short for Hargis. Yes. That's the thing. Rooney Mara. You said that as if that makes it make sense. <laughs> well, it's short for Hargis. What? Yeah. And then I love, I'm, I'm like, well, let me transition to normal names. Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Um, oh. So Rooney Mara plays a the young photographer. Young, aspiring photographer. And she works the counter at a department store, mm. which is supposed to be Macy's, right? And then... Yeah, I think it's not it's actually, but yeah. Okay. But she's in New York in the 50s, yeah. and it's a big department store, so... Yeah. Um, and uh, while there, she meets Carol. The titular Carol. The titular Carol. Played by the goddamn ethereal Kate Blanchett. Otherworldly. Just... Speaking of Lord of the Rings. Otherworldly in so many ways, too. Like, yeah. 
She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely gorgeous. And she's also just this ridiculous actress. And it every time I see her, I'm just like, fuck, you're so good. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, and you think about <laughs> Kate Blanchett, I don't feel like gets enough. I mean, it's stupid to say because she's one of the most beloved actresses. Right, out but there. it's like we were talking, we were just talking about this about maybe Patrick Wilson or something. Yeah, maybe someone else. Where it was like, I feel like they, she's so underrated, and it's, it's not that she doesn't get jobs or people don't know about her, yeah. but it's just like, like it's just what I and it's maybe that's just it's just a me thing where I'm just like, why is no one freaking out? She's feel, so good. <laughs> I feel like I was saying this about Denzel Washington, oh, maybe. which is like. Again, it's one of the most famous people on the planet right. who everyone loves, and yet you feel like they're kind of underrated. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's Kate Blanchett. So she plays Carol, and Carol yeah. is uh, wealthy and um, a little bit older. Not you know. Yeah, I mean, older in that she's married and she has a has little a, girl. Yeah, and, has a family going. Yeah, but also has this has this kind of like history that they allude to with the Sarah Paulson character and her marriage is falling apart with Kyle Chandler right who doesn't understand what the problem is and the problem is is that Carol's a lesbian right and is attracted to women yeah and she and Rooney Mara hit it a spark immediately Mm -hmm. and then Carol kind of orchestrates this like continued relationship with between the two of them yeah and um and it you know it it uh, goes from there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just about these, these two women, uh, starting a relationship and, and obviously it's messy because Carol is, uh, going through a divorce and figuring out custody of her kid. And there's this really, uh, kind of heartbreaking scene that revolves around that again, don't want to give away too much, but it's really, it's, uh, and like, as you say, cards on the table. I fucking love this film. Yeah, it's I great. I was so it's excited when it came up. And it's a it's a Christmas classic, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Because when they meet, it's um, she's shopping for Christmas presents. The iconic, it feels like the iconic scene from this mm-hmm. movie is their meeting. Yeah. And Rooney Mars wearing a little Santa hat, right? Yeah. And um, it takes place in and around the Christmas season. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, and Christmas in like New York and New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like obviously for us very. Yeah. Although you know, like I don't know if this is gonna make sense. Mm. I didn't look it up. I don't think this was shot in New York and New Jersey. It was not. Was it shot in Pittsburgh? Looks like Pittsburgh. No, it was shot in. Oh shoot! I read it and then I immediately forgot. Vancouver or something? No, it was in the states, but it was like. I want to say like Connecticut or something. Oh like yeah, it, it wasn't Connecticut, but Should something like that. You want to check? Yeah. yeah, you know what? Let me check because I wanted to check something else. So it was shot in Cincinnati, Ohio. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cincinnati. But the point I was trying to make is that it's clearly like, like you know how often I get fixated on locations and yeah. how a thing, that, like we were talking about this with Friends with Benefits, where I was like, it was actually shot in New York. Cool. Yeah. Um. With this, it's like I could tell it wasn't shot in New York, mm-hmm. but it didn't bother me. Like it felt like nineteen fifties New Yorkers. You know, yeah. It, they did. It, I mean, Todd Haynes knows what the fuck he's doing. Like he's he's iconic or whatever. And he yeah. he um, the way it's shot, the way it's put together, it has like that kind of like low budget period piece feel that I find very cozy. Yeah, and like nice to look at and stuff. And it's just well done. 
it didn't bother me at all that I could tell that it wasn't shot in New York, which is rare. Right. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is that it wasn't the thing that a lot of uh, movies do where it's they're shooting in New York, quotey fingers, on a set. Like, it, it right. wasn't a set. It was yeah. just another city. Right. So I think that helps. Right. And, and it wasn't L.A. <laughs> right. It wasn't, like, palm trees in the background. Right, which is yeah. what's going on um, in, like, Yellow Jackets. Uh, <laughs> where they're like, we're in New Jersey. And it's like, you're not. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> it's like, the, I can see the Hollywood sign. <laughs> um, it was also shot on Super 16. I don't mm. know what that means, mm. but you do, clearly. That um, makes so much sense because it has such a... Um, I mean, just 16 millimeter... <laughs> 16 millimeter film. Right. Which, you know, and it's it has such a kind of... Um, Grainy is such a cliche thing, but that's exactly what it is. Texture. There's texture to the look of it. That's the word. (laughs) There we go. Like, it's not glossy, like, uh, kind of modern film. Right. It has a texture to it. And it's so funny because I, like, Get Back, the Beatles documentary, got so much shit. And I think rightly so for me a little bit. Oh. Um, Because Peter Jackson went in and, like, frame by frame took out all the texture. Mm. Like, you know, it was grainy footage. And he was like, we're going to make it look like it was shot today on HD. And I mean, that's what he does, right? That's what he does. But I think people, you know, myself, I I think there's a certain type of idiot like myself who's like, (laughs) Yeah, but the texture is what gives it life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, it's like why we don't want a record player. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. But that makes sense. It For has, both of us, not you. I no, I know. Blaming, I, the record player, I think, is is me. So right. I wasn't blaming that on you, but it's the same idea. Right. Well, the record player was a gift from me to you. So Right. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but I wrote down that the cinematography and the color of it, I'm yeah. thinking of those early scenes where... She's in the car and the window's fogged up and she's looking out the window. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just gorgeous to yeah. look at. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be crystal clear to be gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I feel like, uh, honestly, the, <laughs> the bulk of my notes are just about, like, are just me struggling back and forth. About, about the name Harge? No. <laughs> about uh, Rooney Mara? Yeah. I just, I have so much trouble with her for some reason. Well, we just did this on the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, yeah. episode with Brandon and Emily. Yeah. Go back, check it out. <laughs> and then we did it, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Um, it's not that I dislike her as an actress. I mm. think that she, I think that she does a wonderful job in most of the things she's yeah I've seen her in. Um I don't know. There's just something Is it about she's a rich kid. I don't think so. That's something that you have about her. I don't think she's from one of the wealthiest families. I don't think that's uh, my necessarily my issue with her. But but I will say that when I read the trivia about her with Nightmare on Elm Street and her being like embarrassed by it and I never should have taken it and blah blah blah, that really rubs me the wrong way because it's just like you're allowed to you're allowed to be like yeah that wasn't like my best work or like yeah that was embarrassing or whatever you're allowed to own that right but like especially as someone who has come so far in the acting world right to shit on any work that you've done and not just say like yeah you know like i thought it would be fun and it maybe wasn't exactly what i wanted it to be but 
I, you know, it's I, what le- it's what led me here right, to shit on any projects. rungs in the ladder that right. got you where you are. Yeah, it's just like a real bad look. You don't shit on the rungs. That's what don't I always shit say on the rungs. Um, so I think that really rubs me the wrong way. So I do have difficulty watching her, and especially in this when she's up against an actress that I love so much. Um, it's like acting wise, they're a good match, but. There is, and I think chemistry-wise, for the most part, they have really great chemistry. Um, but I think it only works because it's kind of this tragic yeah. love story. And if right. it was just kind of a fun, you know, just a love story, right. it wouldn't, I don't know that it would have worked. They wouldn't have had the same kind of chemistry. Yeah. And, uh, like, I wrote down, I was like, she's not bad, but I just want someone more likable or sweet or naive. Something. She does not come off as, like, sweet and naive to no. me. Um, and that's a big thing for her character. Like, her character, there's a big through line of her character uh, not knowing what she wants and just going with whatever someone else tells her mm-hmm. because she doesn't know what she wants. And I just, w- I wanted that. Well, this and might I don't be the, get that from her. Yeah. This might be the periodness of it, but it reminded me of Elizabeth Moss in Mad Men. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like that yeah. kind of thing. And that's yeah. kind of someone who has a little more, uh, vulnerability. Yeah. Vulnerableness. But, no vulnerability. Vulnerability. <laughs> vulnerability. That's it. But then I read that, um, you know, and IMDb trivia is always like... When I say periodness, I don't mean that they're women, by the way. I just meant like that great. they're... Great. I don't know that you needed to <laughs> specify that. No one was thinking that until now. I meant like it takes place in a period of time. Okay. <laughs> that was a bad joke that I interrupted for. Sorry. Um, in IMDb trivia, there's always <laughs> so many things that are like, this person auditioned for it, this person oh, auditioned yeah, yeah, for it. Yeah. And it's like... They're like, Most Burt Reynolds was going to be Han Solo. Right, And you're exactly. like, I'm on the Carol trivia page. Get out of here. <laughs> no, but I usually like scroll past those because it's so, it's it's almost never actually interesting. Yeah. Um, but apparently uh, Mia Wasikowska oh, yeah. was up for the role. Yeah. And I was like, she would have been perfect. Because she has that same edge that Rooney Mara has. Mm-hmm. But I think she would have done a better job at portraying the sweetness and mm. naive aspect of it. Interesting. Okay. Um, okay. So I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Yes. I don't mean to always, I feel like I always do this. Oh boy. I don't mean to always be like, now about the dude in this movie. <laughs> and yet. And yet. <laughs> I really do. So this is like a lesbian yearning movie. Yes. Which is a thing. Yes. There's this, there's uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Ammonite. Remember yes. Ammonite? Yes. Very oh. similar vibes, man. Oh, there's so much yearning. Yeah. Oh, so much yearning. It's great. Um, and I love those movies. I love these movies. I yeah. Love them. Blue is the warmest color. It's another one. Oh, yeah. Um, they don't do a lot of yearning in that one. They just get right to it, right? Well, there's a little bit of yearning, but it's mostly just sex. <laughs> 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 um, but... Uh, and you know that's that's a genre, and it it really, I, I I feel like this one does a good job of portraying Harge. I know we joke about Harge. <laughs> Let's talk about Harge seriously for a second. <laughs> portraying Harge as a shitty person, yeah, a monster, yeah, 
but also understandable mm-hmm. for the time. Right. You see, and a, you see what's driving him, exactly. which is a lot to do with Kyle Chandler's performance. Exactly. You see him just be like, no, this isn't how my life is supposed to be. Fuck right. this. Right. Like, no. Yeah. I am supposed to be in charge. Yeah. And I have always been told that I'm in charge. And right. And why we, are things not going the way that I was promised? Right. And Carol says at one point during the whole custody battle, she says kind of under her breath, if he can't have me, I can't have Rindy. Right. Which is their daughter. Harge and Rindy, by another the way. stellar name. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and it's it, that's exactly it. That's exactly like exactly what you're saying. And I'm I just really <laughs> and I think no, I think that that I think that that um, you know no one thinks they're the villain or whatever right. that thing right. that old yeah. chestnut. Yeah. But I think that this movie does a great job with Harge. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't say it. Um, <laughs> uh, with Kranst, Kranst thinking <laughs> that you know seeing how he thinks he's right. Yeah. And of course he's wrong, but you, you want, you know, that's so important. I don't yeah. know. I think that's well, and great. Then, and then it's also an interesting kind of juxtaposition against, uh, what's his name? What's the actor's name? I'm sorry. I forgot. Jake Lacey. Yes. I, I could be making that up, oh. but I think that's his name. Well, maybe it's Jake Lacey. Okay, great. Um, Jake Lacey who plays kind of, uh, what's Rooney Mars character's name? Therese. Therese. That's right. <laughs> um, please, her boyfriend and it's interesting because and and this is probably more to do with the fact that he doesn't get as much screen time but one that guy is really good at playing a dick yeah um but really good at playing a sweetie pie too because the first time i saw him was obvious child oh that's right that's true and i was like oh what a sweetie pie what a sweetie and then pie. now he's been dicks and i'm like what a dick <laughs> Um, but yeah, you don't, you don't get to see kind of his, uh, driving force between, behind being a dick and it comes off as very like entitled, what do you mean you're going to go on this cross country road right. trip with this woman, you're mine, kind of gross, whatever. Um, and, and also, like, he's not listening. She's trying to talk about how she wants to do photography, and he's not listening to her and just wants her to agree to this trip to Europe. And, you know, he's not great. Um, but I also think it's interesting to, because you can see how that morphs into Harge. You yeah, I mean? right. Right. Uh, totally. So, he's a young Harge. Yeah. He's yeah. like coming to CBS this fall, young Harge. Young Harge. <laughs> Um, but I think, no, he's totally, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out, cause I was talking about it earlier, the cinematographer, Ed Lockman. Yes. Cause I love the cinematography of this. It and I, incredible. I looked it up. Obviously he did a bunch of the other Todd Haynes movies, Far From Heaven and the like, uh-huh. which is a totally different look, although similar yearning movie, but, mm-hmm. um, also did the Limey, which is one of my favorites oh, yeah. and has a similar kind of like low budget but i don't know i just i i love the look of this movie um and yeah i mean watching it this time i was you know well we haven't talked about the creamed spinach poached eggs dry martini that with an olive that lunch scene so this is right this is the first date essentially is yes. that they uh carol leaves her gloves on purpose at the Count the toy counter. Well, she never admits that, but we all know she did it on purpose. Yeah. Well, because there's a Im- implied that she's done this before. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. that she has a a kind of like mo. 
Yeah, um, but not in like a predator kind no, of way. No, I don't mean in a predator way. I just mean that like, you know, anyway. So she leaves her gloves at the counter when she orders the train for Rindy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> train set. Train set. Train set for Rindy at the, at the, the department store. Mm-hmm. And then that's what leads to raise to return them and the phone call and then come to lunch with me. Yeah. And they go to this lunch, <laughs> which is insane. That's an insane <laughs> lunch order. It's a creamed spinach and a poached egg and a dry martini with an olive. It's a lot of slop. <laughs> it's a lot. Creamed spinach and a poached egg. That's, that's, Talk about texture. That is in one, the fifties. That's one specific texture. And they're smoking the entire time. <laughs> like, think of it. Think of the like, just the the just the melange of like <laughs> smells and tastes that's happening at Oof. that table. Oof. Oh my god, not good. No, but there is oh. a great SNL sketch with Kate McKinnon and somebody else. I can't remember. Yeah. Where yes. they like. Right. Do a, do a little parody of that. Um, <laughs> let me leave you the, with this last fun fact. Okay. Fun, fun IMDb fact. The, so uh, in, in that kind of opening scene where they meet Rooney Mars behind the counter at her department store, she's looking at Carol from afar. Carol, who's looking at a train set. Remar looks down, has to do something or answer someone's question. She looks back up and Carol is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has been replaced by three boys, and those are uh, Kate Blanchett's sons. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact. You know what? That fact is pretty fun. It's pretty fun. A fun, kicky fact. <laughs> Bring your kids to work. <laughs> Great. <laughs> all right. Well, Carol, we're big fans. Big fans. We haven't talked about the disc at all. Um, it, You know, it was... Uh, as we mentioned earlier, <laughs> one of those kind of free discs that gets sent to you. Yes. That I'm supposed to throw in the trash at some point, and I never do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, it, it didn't have any extras. No extras. It was just a disc. <laughs> just a disc. But, um, and that works. Hey, uh, is it available? Uh, you can watch it on Roku or Vudu or Tubi or Pluto. All of which have ads. Uh, so it's like any one of the, like the Roku thing is like, if I think there's a Roku channel. Oh. If you have a Roku, it's like, check out the Roku channel. Sure. And um, so the, all of, any, anywhere where you can get a movie for free <laughs> is, you can watch Carol. So those are not, that's not a great option. No. Great. Great. Um, hey, my next question for you. Follow up question. Shit. Not ready. What's the connection? Well, Kate Blanchett, yes, the titular Carol, yes, has a cameo in the movie Hot Fuzz. Okay, which also stars Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant, who's in our next TV episode, he not a film. Sure is. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also Kate Blanchett. Uh, stars in Elizabeth the Golden Age, which is a yeah, uh, and also in that movie is Clive Owen, who cameos in the extras. Oh, finale. that's true. So. so many connections. Yeah. All right, our next thing that we're watching <laughs> that we're talking about <laughs> mm-hmm. is our first TV episode that we've ever done on the podcast. I feel like it's momentous. Yeah, I don't know. Totally is um, the extra special series finale of extras. 
That's what it's called, the Extra Special series finale. That's the title of the episode. Yeah, because the it's, show is called Extra. The show was two seasons, mm-hmm. two series, sorry, because yes. it's British. It is British. It aired uh, in the UK and then it aired on HBO in the US. Yeah. It's um, two seasons of six episodes each and then this finale. Yes. Because that's like a thing in the UK, right? A Christmas special? I think special. so, yeah. Christmas, Christmas specials are big. In right. The UK, I think Christmas is big in the UK. I it saw sure, love actually. It sure is. Just a few weeks ago, we I just saw talked it. about it. Um, all right. So the IMDb summary. I did two now. The IMDb oh. summary of the show extras. Okay. Is Andy Millman, played by Ricky Gervais, is an actor with ambition and a script. Reduced to working as an extra with a useless agent, Andy's attempts to boost his career invariably end in failure and embarrassment. That's the true. IMDb summary of the show. It's very true. I aim to be summary of the episode that we're watching, which is the 90-minute finale. Mm-hmm. So spoilers for extras. <laughs> is uh, Andy is unhappy with the fame he has achieved. So uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, when a new agent approaches him, Andy fires Darren, his agent, and quits When the Whistle Blows, which is his show. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Maggie, his friend. Has hit rock bottom, having given up working as an extra and living in a tiny, dismal flat. Andy, however, is too self-obsessed to notice Maggie's plight. Totally. Great. Now, very quickly, I just want to get out of the way that uh, this podcast is called DVD Deathmatch. And not film deathmatch. Now, we we have... We know we're going to get letters. We're going to get letters. Handwritten letters. Now, on our list, we have taken out almost all of the television shows we have on DVD. Cause we do like, we have the entire sex in the city series. We have all of friends. We have a lot of the Simpsons. Yeah. We have a lot of, of TV on disc as well. Right, Because we were <laughs> the same way that we were spending money on movies in the mid two thousands. It was like, that was the way you watched things. Right. TV shows. Remember lost. Right. Remember what binging well, that's lost you, on well, disc. And that's how you rewatched. Things. Right. Exactly. Like, that was the only way. Yeah. So, so yeah, but for the most part, <laughs> we've taken those out yes. because they just get too complicated. One disc has several episodes on it. Which episode do you watch? Do you watch all of them out of context? It's weird. Anyway. Um, but this is included in the, the holiday selection right. because it's very specifically a, Christmas special. Right, exactly. And it's 90 minutes and it's has right. a movie feel to it. Right. So there's that. Um and I will say just another background piece of information for extras before we get into it. Jules. Is that this is Ricky Gervais's follow-up to The Office, which yes. I think is important to know mm-hmm. because The Office was such a huge mega hit. Yeah. That he ins- he was like like I don't this hasn't happened with anyone since like like how I like I feel like Lynn Manuel Miranda is the same kind of idea. Yeah. For someone who's been like kind of working in their field for a while, then does a thing that becomes the most popular thing. Yeah. In that field, in a huge way, and becomes it's like very not. I don't mean overnight in that they haven't been working, been working, yeah. but overnight in that they go from someone who is kind of working in their field to one of the most famous people on the planet. Right. And that's what happened with Ricky Gervais with The Office is that he became like a comedy icon in the early 2000s because of the British office. Yeah. Um, and then his follow-up was this show Extras. And the reason that's important is because Extras is premised, the premise of it mm-hmm. is that every episode has a huge celebrity in it. Yeah. Playing, like, he's he's a nobody extra on set with his friend Maggie. Yes. And every episode they embarrass themselves in front of 
Kate Winslet or Samuel L. Jackson, or in yeah. the finale here, it's Clive Owen or but whoever then also, it is. But then also these, these people are playing very heightened, absurdist versions of themselves. Right, Which right. is very, very fun to watch. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe was in one of the episodes. Yeah. Was it Ian Patrick Stewart? Patrick Stewart. Oh, my Ian God. McKellen, Ian right? McKellen. Right. It's so great. It's so good. Like, cannot recommend the show enough, especially if you're a fan of The Office. Right. If you haven't watched extras, like, it's so good and so funny. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Well, and the other thing, I feel like I'm doing oh. all this background. Yeah, true. But the other thing to talk about up top, for me anyway, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you care about this, but that like Ricky Gervais mm. in the years since. Yeah. Um, so he he was like, uh, you know, all of a sudden had comedy god status. I remember right. there was an HBO show. Oh, yeah. Where they were like, it's a roundtable about comedy. And it was like Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Chris Rock. Uh-huh. I think Louis C.K. <laughs> and Ricky Gervais. And Oof. it was like Ricky Gervais was nobody two years ago. Right. And, and, but you know, in, 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 but I don't mean that as a judgment. Like the office is one of my favorite things on the, like that British office. I love it so much. Uh-huh. Um, and so anyway, so he achieved comedy God status with the office and with, and with everything. And then since then, he like started movies. He hosted a bunch of award shows, but his main thing, it seems, mm-hmm. is like doing. He does some stand-up specials and stuff, and he's. I guess he's created a bunch of shows like like Derek, and he has one now called Afterlife that's on Netflix. Oh yeah. Anyway, but his like the main thing that he's kind of at least in my bubble uh-huh. that he's like known for is just like being a weird dick. Yeah. You know, and he's like an atheist, which is great. So am I, but he's like one of he's like an aggressive atheist yeah. who is like, can you be, like, oh, you believe in God? Like, what an idiot! Like, you know what I mean? You, yeah. And like, you know, teeheeing about people who believe in God and is like, uh, you know, does the thing that's like, how do I? It's like angry in like a needy way. Like, yeah. ang- like aggressively, like kind of angry and does like, the, you know, the, the thing I always think of is like the photo shoot where he's like on a cross with like the cross is a microphone. And I think he's written atheist on his chest. Are and you serious? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll pull it up, but like, <laughs> I've not seen this. And he's, he's just very like self-congratulatory. Yeah. And I think there was also some anti-trans stuff. There's, you know, the anti-trans stuff I like, when I wanted to make sure I knew what it was before I spouted off about it. And I looked it up and it's like, it is definitely like weirdly anti-trans. It was, but it was also that thing where it, you're reading it and you're like, this is inscrutable. Like what your actual joke or take is yeah. here in such a way that it becomes like you could, it's, I mean, I, sorry, I'm like rambling, but, but that, that he, he defended it. And I was like, maybe, but I don't think that's what you meant because right. And it's it's like JK Rowling who like puts up so much smoke screen about what she actually means that, that people get confused, but like, no, you're saying anti-trans stuff. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just, I mean, it's, uh, it's just uh, fucking white male privilege bullshit. Right. Exactly. And, And, and layer on top of that, overnight celebrity super successful comedy god and it's like yes that makes 
a dick. Right, exactly. That is the definition of a fucking dick. Yeah. Um, and you want him to be better, and he's just not. Right. So there's that. Uh, no, fully, fully agree. He's not the greatest, but the show is really nice. No, I agree. <laughs> and the, the reason I'm saying all this is because that's like what, like when I look at Ricky Gervais now, that's what I think of. Yeah. And so we haven't really watched The Office or extras in a while and you know getting ready for this one i watched we watched a couple episodes of the office and it was like or sorry of extras extras, jesus christ of extras (laughs) and it was like oh like i do think this is good i still you know yeah just like i still like rosemary's baby like like i still really i still think this is funny and obviously some stuff hasn't aged that that great and but it's not as bad as i was (laughs) assuming it would be yeah given who he is now yeah exactly Um, but yeah, so like the summary said, uh, Ricky Gervais plays, uh, Andy Millman and, uh, Andy has finally sold his script, but it's this very like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a broad comedy. Yeah. Like, like very broad comedy. Like he keeps saying, I don't want to just be spouting catchphrases for idiots. Right. That's his whole thing. Yeah. He uh, wears a funny wig. Yeah. And, yeah. and goes cross-eyed. You having a laugh. Yeah, it's, it's very it's, funny. It's, that's the thing is that whenever they show <laughs> the show, the, the fake show within the show, yeah. it's always very funny. It's very Because dumb. it's so crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. so crazy broad and such a parody of whatever sitcom he's parodying. I think it's supposed to be like, this is what The Office would be if yeah. I hadn't fought for it or whatever. You know, yeah, kind of. exactly. Um, and his friend Maggie played by Ashley Jensen. Thank you. Ashley Jensen, uh, was also an extra with him and is in the beginning of this special is still an extra. And then has this really horrible experience with Clive Owen where Clive Owen is basically just like, she's so hideous. She can't play the prostitute that I throw money at because I wouldn't pay to sleep with that. And it's a very, it's like a very funny, he's like, God, are you kidding me? I'm Clive Owen. That's mental. Yeah. And it's just so funny, but it is also heartbreaking. Cause, cause she just says like, Oh, I'm not comfortable with that. Right. And then the director, whoever it is says like, okay, well you can either get comfortable or you can leave. And she says, okay. And she leaves and yeah. she quits being an extra. Um, and gets a job cleaning and has to move into a smaller flat. Um, and also, Andy has fired his agent, played by Stephen Merchant. Right. And the thing, the thing too, that it, it's it's just one of those things where it's like you watch it, you're like, well, it's not surprising that Ricky Gervais wrote this and is who he is because literally everyone around him is just a fucking idiot. Like Maggie's lovely and I, I love her so much, but she is very stupid and says very stupid things. And Stephen Merchant, uh, what is it? Darren, 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 his agent is just like the worst agent, but also very stupid. Right. Um, and these are his friends and he is ignoring them and neglecting them. And he fires his agent. His agent has to go, Back and work for Carphone Warehouse, <laughs> right. which is very like funny. The Radio Shack of England, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, he has to figure out if he wants to just be famous or if he wants to do, like, proper... Right, important work. Important work. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. Don't want to spoil too much of it. Uh, he does learn a lesson. But that's <laughs> the thing about this special, is that it's so funny. Like... Pee yourself yeah. funny. And then it turns and 
I'm weeping because they're it's just so heartbreaking. Like Maggie is so good. Yeah. Ashley Jensen as Maggie is so good. Um, and just like, oh, it just kills you. Yeah. Even like Stephen Merchant, there's the scene where it's like, what is it? Where they're cleaning out the office. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He just, he just, it, oh, oh, it's when he finds out that Andy has fired him. Right, right. It's and it's before, this yeah. very, it's this big joke. Oh, you have two calls. One of them was the cable company called blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, great. Da, 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 da. And then it's like, the other call was like, Andy's fired you. And he's like, why didn't you tell me that first? Yeah. And he just looks so upset. And you're just yeah. like, oh, God. It's so good. Everyone's so good. It's very funny. And also heartbreaking. And yeah. it's just... Yeah. Yeah. Well, extras is for me, like I, you know, I always, I'm like, I feel like I'm allergic to, uh, comedy people who create TV shows about when they weren't successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a real genre, like for the past 10 years of. Or like how hard it was when they weren't successful. Of people who have made it in the business, Mm -hmm. making a show about how about where they play a version of themselves that hasn't made it in the business. Yeah. And for some reason that just like rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, in like a, I don't know. I don't really know why I'm like right about something else. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> uh, but for some reason this one really works and I think it works because it's doing that. Um, you know, this is a cliche term, but cringe comedy thing. Oh my God. It's so- so cringy. Right. And it's doing that thing, you know, that like is a Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld, like that kind of thing. Um, and does it really well. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's mean comedy. Like, I don't mean that in a, in a judgmental way. Yeah. But it is, you know, it, it was like shocking to watch this because we, they don't, I, maybe I'm not thinking of something, but that's not how comedy is anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone talks about, I haven't seen it, but everyone talks about how nice Ted Lasso is as a show. Yeah. And it's like, that's not like, that's what people want now. I think, and I'm, I'm sure there's a huge show that I'm not thinking of, like maybe always sunny or something Yeah. that like is mean in this way, mm-hmm. but this is like mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Clive Owen is fucking being like deeply cruel. Right. And, and it's a joke because he's playing a shitty version of himself and you know that everyone's in on the joke or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it works for me um, in this. Maybe this is goofy, but just because Ricky Gervais is like a really good actor. Yeah. And he has also, you know, it's like, does he get to be the smartest guy in the room? Yes. But he has also like the whole things about how he's shitty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, yeah, exactly. And he's, not, it's, it's, I mean, smartest guy in the room. Yes. But also like, like that interview with the journalist is just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Are you kidding? It's a classic of just like I'm lying and I'm immediately caught out. And, yeah. And then I and did. double down right. and keep lying. I have to fight my way out of right, this and, exactly. and just fuck everything up. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is like it is weirdly the same joke over and over, but it works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like I really it I really, really like, works. I really will. I mean, again, I'm so fixated on what Ricky Gervais has become that it, it that watching this stuff, yeah, like my entire experience of it is like, oh yeah, like I like I'll defend extras. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's how I feel like I have to talk about it now. I was like, I'll defend extras. Like, it's good. You know? Right. It's well, really it well also, done. It I, almost it also, made me want to watch his, like, more recent stuff because I'm like, you know, someone can be fucking, uh, like, he seems like a shitbag. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not sugarcoating that. No. But I'm like, well, it, but... Is his stuff still, is his stuff as good as it was? You know right. what I mean? I have no idea because I stopped watching because he got like, like, oh, I'm offending you. Like, can you believe how offended you are? And I'm like, <laughs> right. like oh, okay, goofy. Yeah. And it's like a slightly different, for me anyway, it's a slightly different thing. I mean, I'd, I have not seen the anti-trans stuff that you were talking about. So that obviously tips the scales for me a little bit. Yeah. But the, but most of what it is about him is that he just seems like a not great guy and not good dude. Right. So... Yeah, it doesn't. It's not quite the same thing for me, but but yeah, like you said, it's like yeah, this is this is good. This is funny. This is uh, a specific kind of comedy that you're doing really really well, and mixing it in with uh, actual heartfelt scenes and stuff, and that's yeah, and, and in a really really well done way. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He gives a speech at the end. Yeah, that is like could have been. I mean, it's maudlin. It's like very uh, heartfelt and yeah. could have been really bad. But and you know, watching it, I want to roll my eyes. But then I'm like, but I can't roll them because they're tearing up, baby. He can't roll them because <laughs> they're full of tears. Because um, I really do think he's like a good actor. It's yeah, weird. He does a uh, really good job with that speech. One at thing. The end. One thing that you know. We haven't watched extras in a long time. No. And but when it was like, oh, we're gonna watch the extras finale and talk about it on the show, the only thing I could remember was that music <laughs> cue. Because there, so this is a thing to talk about with the show that I don't love. Yeah. Is that, uh, and I'd be interested to hear what you think uh-huh. as an actor. Uh huh. Is like, so, uh, what's her name? Ashley Jensen's character. Maggie. Maggie. So. You know, Andy is having unprecedented success, but it's not the right kind of success. Yeah. And so he's complaining all the time. Maggie, on the other hand, is still an extra, and then she quits the business because she's just, like, fucking turfing out. Yeah. And she gets a job as, like, a a janitor-type person. And that is portrayed as, like, the fucking worst, a fate (laughs) worse than death, is that you have to have a job where you, like work in a kitchen or clean a bathroom or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, people have those jobs and they, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think it works because to go from, there's something, I mean, you know, as someone who has been an extra, it's not glamorous. It's not super fun, but it is like part of the job. Like it's work. You know what I mean? Um, and you're near the, the thing that you want to be doing. Right. So it's important and, you know, whatever. But to it, it is definitely like someone who doesn't do that kind of work would definitely glamorize that. So to go from that to she's literally scrubbing toilets. Right. I mean, you know, it's necessary work. It's it's hard work. I appreciate the people who scrub toilets, you know, but I think it works in that. It, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's like what. Yeah, like it, it, and and there's something about it too that's like, well, it wouldn't have been effective if, as effective, it was, if it was just like, well, she's a temp and she's working in an office, like that yeah. would also suck in the same kind of way, right? But 
This is like she's giving up on our dream. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. It just like it struck me as like a little. I don't know, but but the thing, that, the reason I brought it up, yeah, is because every time they cut to like Maggie having a bad time, yeah, they do this mu- music cue, this like needle drop of I guess it's a Kate Bush song. Called- uh-huh. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's that. It's that noise. Do it again. And it's I, it's a Kate Bush song called "A Woman's Work" or something like that. And it's it, not good, you guys. It's I mean, here's the thing about extras. Also, uh-huh. music sucks. Music is bad. Cats. T for the Tillerman. Yeah, every episode ends with "T for the Tillerman" by Cat Stevens, and it's like, <laughs> what is this? Like, I get that you're British, but like, you what? know, what? Right? Exactly. Um, not to shit on British people. I love you. No, we love British people. Um, another thing about this is that so the the third act, I would say, uh huh, um, as a spoiler, is Andy kind of like deciding that he he's going to give up on trying to do important work and just try to be famous. Yeah. So he goes on Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> and again, the thing I remembered most about it was just the announcer on Celebrity Big Brother <laughs> is going like, the housemates. Mets. Mets. The housemates. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. That is kooky. Um. That big speech at the end yeah. that he gives, again, I don't want to give too much away, but like it was it was well acted. It was kind of beautiful character wise. It also said some stuff where I was like that I mean you know, we're we're in this big relitigation of Monica Lewinsky and Britney Spears and all these people. Um, who, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but like who the culture is like, we weren't fair to them. And I'm like, who are you talking to, man? I was yeah. not like, like, you know, I was not, I was not down with right, the way exactly. you were treating Britney. Or, it does feel or, like there's a thing going on where it's like, we, we were unfair to these people. And it's like, like who's, who's we? we? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like I was trying to like go see David Lynch movies. Like, right. not, you know what I mean? Like, um, but you know, he says the thing in there about Lindsay Lohan about like, oh, we can see your knickers, yeah, and then, but you can only see her knickers because you're in the gutter, like looking up, and you know what I mean, that yeah. kind of thing. And it was very like, yeah, man, that's like what we're that's we're still dealing with that, and that's what everyone's talking about now with Britney Spears and yeah, and all and all. I don't know. I thought it was like interesting. You know, everyone thinks these ideas are new, and they're not. Right. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's it's all very cyclical, and now it's now it's in a new way because you have social media and yeah, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's uh, it's it's so good. Can't recommend extras, the series, and this finale special enough. Yeah. Uh, it's really really funny, in a in a very British cringe way. Right. Like they're like we were watching the special. And I was like, I can only take so much more of this, you know? Yeah. Like, it's very, like, it's not, it's almost not bingeable in that way because it's so cringy that uh, you're like, oh, God. Well, the pilot, the, I mean, I guess they were aired out of order, but the American first episode yeah. is, um, the, uh, you know, they, there's, they're on set with Kate Winslet and there's a woman there mm-hmm. with MS. Yeah. Who Ricky Gervais, uh, who Andy and Maggie keep like just humiliating themselves in front of and asking her humiliating questions and like all, you know, just essentially like what's wrong with you? Yeah. Were you in an accident? Like all this stuff that is, you know, the, it's like the joke is on Andy and Maggie and this person is, is like treated with, you know, dignity. Yeah. Um, 
but I but I could see that being especially in the age of like nice comedy yeah. in quotes being like oh I don't feel like watching this yeah because <laughs> this it's just too yeah that's well and that's another kind of interesting thing about it is that there are a lot of uh because this sh- the show and the special relies so much on the celebrities that are portrayed in it, there are a lot of like British celebrities that I'm just like, yeah. I'm sure that person's very famous. I don't know who they are. Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's always like looking into a parallel universe when yeah. they start talking about the British celebrities in this and they're like, and you're like, okay. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. yeah. But thumbs up overall. Yeah. Thumbs up for extras overall. Yeah. Okay. Is it available? No. Well, well, never mind. You can't watch it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's not even available on HBO. No. That's surprising. Let me double check, but I'm pretty sure. That's surprising. Well, because it wasn't like produced by HBO. It was just aired in the States by right, HBO. Right, but, but you, you know. No, not on HBO. Wow. So you, you, can, you, you can't buy it anywhere? Uh, or you can? Maybe you can. Let's see. I'm just curious. This doesn't actually matter. It does. <laughs> um, no, you. Can, I mean, you can't. You can. You can't buy it on iTunes. This, this is what people. You know, people are like fucking on the edge of their seats right now. Well, people love it when you Google shit for them. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, you really can't watch this show anywhere. Can you buy the discs? Uh. Not. Oh yeah, yeah. You can buy it on DVD. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, at least there's that. There's that. You can buy it on DVD. So, I mean, I think we're not... Uh, although, sorry, you can buy it on DVD. You can buy... on. I'm going on Amazon. Uh-huh. You can buy the first season for $10. Uh-huh. You can buy the second season for $11. The finale, $55. Ah! Yeah. Because the finale is <laughs> its own thing. Right. So... I mean, uh, it's good, but I don't know if it's $55 good. No, it's certainly not $55 good. Wow. Um, so that's interesting. That is interesting. Although you could buy it used for $2. Okay, so. we got we to stop. <laughs> anyway, welcome to This is the Price of Random Shit, the new podcast. Um so that's interesting. I don't know. So, But I don't think we're getting rid of the extras finale. We're definitely not. It's just, are we throwing out our screener of Carol? We can. I feel like we can too. Because I love it, but there's there's not there's not any special things on it. It's right. it's got that thing that pops up that's like yeah exactly. This is a screener, and I'm supposed to throw it out anyway. You're supposed to throw it out anyway. And you know what? What I did throw it out. Right. That's what the right. If any yeah. WGA you did authorities are listening to this, I you did throw it out. Absolutely did. Um. So great. So Carol, we love you. It's we not love you. you so much. It's it's your. Maybe we'll get an upgraded Carol at some exactly. point. I would love to get that. Get that. Uh, Ed Lackman cinematography in 4K, Super 16 and 4K. Come on. Okay. Sure. Yes. Great. Uh, <laughs> all right. Great. Well, that was easy. That was easy. Uh. Hey, listen. We're we're not gonna pick the next matchup, you guys. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. You can't make us. We're not doing it. Um. So this is gonna be the last episode. Of 2021. That you you took too long a breath there. <laughs> Did I scare you? Well, not me. I know what's going on. 
but I bet people were like, this is going to be the last episode? No, it's not the last episode. You can't get rid of us that easy. Um, no. Also, it's fucking Omicron. Like, what else are we going to do? We started this because we had nothing to do. And then it was, like, getting hard to schedule because... We had shit to we do. We had shit to do. And now it's like, well... <laughs> COVID was all, bitch, you thought. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, this is the last episode of 2021. Of 2021. I said it fast enough. <laughs> Um, and we are going to come back hot with a brand new app on, uh, January 13th. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And we're, but we're not going to select now because we might have some guests. We might. Yeah. We'll, we're figuring out our schedule we'll, still. So yeah, you, know, you what? know what? We'll get back to you guys. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. All right. Y'all, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta, we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Web. And I hope that you have a safe and happy and merry and warm holiday, no matter what you celebrate. And I hope you stay the fuck away from Omicron uh, and uh, stay healthy and happy. And uh, we'll see you. In 2022, baby. 2022. Oh, my God. Come back. (laughs) Sorry, I was processing. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Great. (laughs) Come back next time and see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. <laughs> Great. Gonna be a hot one. Just gonna be a real fly by the seat of my hard episode, you know? Yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah, I do. Did you like it? Yeah. You know I love hard. We'll talk about it. Oh, we'll get into it. Ready? Almost. <laughs> did you wanna make another focaccia bread? What the fuck? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? <laughs>